Hey everybody, welcome to MXU Video Podcast episode number one. That's right, episode number one. I'm very excited. I am sitting here with my friends Rusty and Zach, and we are jumping into this MXU Video Podcast thing. Um, And to be honest, it's pretty new for all of us, so um, yeah, who knows what it's going to turn out to be, but uh, here we are. We're doing this thing, and we're uh, excited to learn, so... Uh, should we go around and talk about who we are and what we do and all that kind of stuff? We should. Why don't you start okay. us off? Host with the most. Host with the most. I appreciate it. That's what, see, that's why you're on this. Uh, <laughs> I am Jeremy Bagwell. I, uh, during my day job, I work for Ross Video. Um, technically, I, I, I like to call myself the church guy, but I have this really formal uh, title called Business Development Manager for our worship production uh, market globally, which means worship production is uh, my term for house of worship. We'll talk about that later. I'm very passionate about anti-house of worship term. So that's what I do. I get to help Ross Video serve churches and find solutions that work for them and uh, very passionate about it. Um, so yeah, that's that's me. Uh, Great. I am Zach Kimry. Uh, I am the former technical director at uh, Elevation Church at their broadcast location. Uh, I was there for a little over seven years helping uh, maintain and uh, make sure that that broadcast went out to the room, the other rooms, and all the people watching online. So, all the rooms. Uh, all, all the rooms. All the rooms. Do you ever think about like how many rooms that is? I mean, like, I had I had lost count. Um, there was a time where I would just look at the campus return multi viewer, and that's how I could remember how many uh, other locations there were. No, 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 no. But just imagine, Zach. Like it's really those rooms, but you're talking about like every living room and oh, every yeah, bath right. bathroom. There were 2.3 million subscribers on YouTube. So, I mean, unbelievable. It's awesome. Yeah. So you you were in charge of getting that audio and video signal to an encoder to the web, making it happen. Yep, and supporting the teams in the building, uh, the the in room and online uh, teams, and making sure that their systems and workflows were successful. Yeah, that's cool. That's amazing. Um, Rusty, what about you? Yep, my name's Rusty. Um, I am a video director. Um, I guess that's probably mostly what I do. So. I live in Atlanta with my wife, Kirsten, and three kids. Um, we go to Passion City Church. Been involved there for about, I guess, almost 13 years now. I was on staff for about three years. Um, but ever since then, I've always been involved in the production team, um, been video directing, kind of leading our camera teams, um, and also uh, Passion Conference for the past seven or eight years. I've directed that. Um, and then... I'm a freelancer now, so um, I still serve at my church um, and still serve at all of our big events and then also um, do a lot of video production out in the world, uh, corporate events and concerts, things like that. So excited about this. I love the MXU, what they do. What I love about it so much is in my heart originally, what I thought I was going to do with my life was be a teacher. Went to seminary, you know, did the whole thing, got my master's, was going to get my doctorate to be a teacher. And God kind of shifted things on me. So I love now that I get to kind of uh, come into this role and to help teach others. And I love, love going to churches and teaching them about what we do and um, how to elevate their game and stuff. So excited about this. Yeah. Uh, you are definitely overqualified for this podcast. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> because I always forget. 
You have a master's degree. Yeah, I do. So we won't talk about my undergrad degree because it's we very won't. unrelated. Well, uh, maybe in a later podcast. <laughs> well, you've got, you've got one up on me then, Bagwell. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of cool. We can talk about that at a later time, but it's kind of cool how, uh, you know, professionally uh, you get to where you are. And um, yeah, it's the way God makes things happen for our lives and for sure. testament to just working hard and learning and growing. So. Right. Yeah. So, which is what this podcast is all about, to be honest. It's like, hey, we're, we want to learn. We want to grow. We want to, um, you know, not just be stuck in a church bubble, but we want to dive into video and see what it's like on, um, in other markets and other, uh, video scenarios like newsroom and live event production, Sunday night football, you name it, anything in between. So that's why I'm excited about learning. It's gonna be good. We're gonna. I think we're gonna learn yeah. a lot. Um, I'm excited for what we've got ahead, what we've got scheduled and planned. Uh, I think it's gonna be super helpful. I think it's gonna shed a lot of light on uh, on some things. I think it's gonna help uh, big churches and small churches, uh, you know, know how to get things done and accomplish them in a in a way that they can uh, afford and pull off, no matter what their size is. Um, I, I think I'm excited about that. Just to to just overall help and help make make sure that people understand it is possible that you don't have to have a ginormous budget uh to get things done and there we can talk about you know cheaper solutions and we can go dive into big big gear because you know at the end of the day a lot of people do just want to know the gear and know how things right. are being done so yep yep I have a lot of thoughts but uh we should probably save that for all of our interviews that we have coming up which is very exciting so yeah uh, the reason why I said I don't want to give too much away about our interviews and what we have going on is because uh, Rusty, Zach, and I actually sat together and recorded face-to-face -face our ep main chunk of our episode one podcast. So uh, without further ado, um, I want to like press play because it's something magical when all three of us are together. Um, not magical for us, but magical that, that, just that's, when. That's funny, Jeremy. That's good. I don't know. So, See, mag so that's magical. <laughs> That's why I have you guys here. I, I'm not. I'm not the wordsmith. Okay, I'm just here trying to keep it between the guardrails. Um, so, but it is something cool when we get together and just talk. And so we wanted to get together and talk. And um, so we're gonna press play on this. And I uh, hope you guys join us for this journey. It's gonna be fun. Uh, so yes, we're starting this thing, MXU Video Podcast, and. Uh, we're sitting here at Elevation Church. Figured we'd all just get together and have a conversation to kind of kick it all off and see where it goes. So elephant in the room real quick is that it took us about 45 minutes to get this audio mixer to work. Right. Yeah, it did. Uh, but we're here. We're here. We got it. So we don't need those audio guys anymore. That's I right. Guess. That's right. Thankfully, we have Zach. Zach's like all things audio and video engineer. So fake it till you make it. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best advice ever. So, uh... Yeah, so for us, we've all known each other for a while now. Um, I thought it'd be good just to kind of for us to talk about like uh, reminisce a little bit about how our relationships are all connected and how do how did we end up in this room, you know, recording an MXU podcast on live video. So I don't know, uh, Rusty, why don't you? I don't know the timetable, Jeremy, but I mean, but I feel like it is Passion Conference that kind of yes ties us all together for sure at some point. Yeah. Um, so I, I TD'd for you in Passion 
the one at the no, not at the dome. Maybe it's at eighteen. Right after. Okay, it's so a twenty eighteen. Yeah. Trapezoid year. Trapezoid year. That was my first year. Okay. So that's right. That, that's where we go back. Yeah. But yeah, I'd known Rusty for a long time because I live Rusty and I live in the Atlanta area ish. I I actually technically live outside in the suburbs, but I do as well now. Yeah. So, but Rusty and I, I've known of Rusty because he's been infamous in the church. Infamous is a bad thing. You don't want to be infamous. Then what were you? I was just a known. You're guy well known. In. You're well known. Sorry, I'm not known for my words. So <laughs> I appreciate Rusty correcting That's me. That's probably some infamous things about me for sure. So, uh, yeah. So we met in '18, and then you were there as yeah, well. I guess we kind of met, but '18s that year we don't really talk about. I saw a lot so of bloodshot eyes. It wasn't a lot of hanging out. <laughs> yes, on '18. That's right. So you, so Zach, you came in, you and Nicole came in to help with the online Nicole experience. came in the next year. Oh, okay. Yep. Got it. So just gotcha. you. Yep. Cool. And so you were doing online experience. Yep. Okay. And then Rusty and I were in the truck together in video world. It's kind of like, you know, just like relationships born out of trauma can be long yeah, lasting sure. ones. I think yeah. that's kind of what, yeah. what that was. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly learn who you can trust, who you can't trust. In, a, in people's personalities. Yeah. There's a lot of value of when you're in the fire together. Yeah, it's for like, sure. Man, yeah. So since then, Rusty and I have been working together every passion conference and also other things in between. And then you and I have stayed in touch, and then yeah. it's just kind of gone from there, I guess. Yeah, and I think in the last year or so, being part of the MXC community oh, has kind of has really strengthened yeah, for sure. our yeah. relationship a lot, So, yeah. which is what's one of the best things about the MXU. Yeah, correct. And then even fast forward to... Like I, so I re, I changed job. I was working at North Point Community Church then, and then now I work for Ross Video. So then, when I worked for Ross, I reached out to you, Zach. Really, I guess our relationship grew even more yeah. and more uh, after that. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of how we're all together. That's why we ended up here, and we love talking about video stuff. And we probably text each other all the time. Like anytime we get stuck, or yeah, for sure. Yeah. Obviously, if you've been on Instagram for any period of time you know zach is always talking about challenges and things and trying to figure things out and so he's uh very open to sharing those things with the community so that's fun to kind of see that process happen in journey so yeah so we're here it's a journey for us to learn now yeah that's what i want to say like we collectively uh don't know it all so we figured like hey let's get in a room and talk about the things we know and talk about the things that we don't know and let's interview people that we need to learn from and so yeah that's great over the next however many episodes we're going to have who knows how long this thing's going to run it could be one and done or it could be multiple we'll see um but we're going to have smash that subscribe button that's right, right? Yeah. <laughs> smash it. so we're going to have some uh guests uh we're not going to tell you who they are right now but we're going to have some guests that we can all learn do from. you know who they are right now i'm just saying we're not going to tell you who they are so you know, that's exciting you, i mean it I, that would be awesome that's exciting to me to think about um getting a chance to learn from people out there that are doing awesome stuff. And yeah, just to get that, that's the, the best thing about MXU, even on the tour last year was getting to meet all of you guys and meet people that are in the grind with us yeah. doing it in churches. So I bet there's a lot of people doing a lot of cool stuff that we don't even know about. Right. I think that's exciting to have a chance to bring some of those people to the surface yep. and see what they're doing, how they're doing it. Yep. And I, I would love to talk to like, sorry, like, like people in sports world too, and yeah, people in sure. newsrooms, like these are guys that are doing it. 
um, every day in a different environment, but I think there's so much we can learn from, from them. I do think growing up, like, I mean, I'm a church, I call it a church rat. So like I've just done church production for 15 plus years. And so it's sometimes so hard to get your head above water to like learn from other people. And so now I see the value of like being able to have this opportunity where like we bring people in and like learn from the sports people and the broadcast people and like what do those people, they don't have a clue what church production yeah, is. For sure. But like, let's talk to them and see what we can uh, glean from them, insights we can learn. So I think it's going to be fun. We'll have a good time with it. So that's where we've been. Uh, and that's why we're here. What else? What else is on our minds to talk about as we kind of set the appetite, set the table for what's to come? What you been doing, Zach? Well, I didn't go to Passion this year, unfortunately. I didn't get to hang out with you guys. A um, couple people on our team uh, got the the fun thing called COVID, and uh, <laughs> ultimately I made a decision to stay here, and I was glad that I did because more people – I had this we- weird feeling in my stomach that I needed to stay here, and then the guy, Andy, who is underneath me and helps me run this building, uh, who would cover for me when I'm out, he got it. And so – Without him being here, Valentine would have had, you know, no te- – there would have been people that could have technically helped, but not the two guys that, yeah. you know, know this building and ultimately had to make the decision to stay here and make sure that Elevation Church happened as hard – as much FOMO as I had <laughs> of not being with everybody a passion, you know. Yep. Yeah, that's right, call. But For sure. we uh, – this year after Christmas um, – my wife and our family, we went down to Orlando for several days, and I've never done anything like that, just disconnecting after a very busy se- season. And uh, it's probably one of the best things we've done in a while, just to get away, go deal with the chaos of the parks down there, but it's a different kind of chaos than what we had been doing. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was your rest. Like, you were like, hey, we're going to go yeah. do this as a family, and yep. that's great. That's cool. What was, like, the coolest thing other than, like, you know, seeing – your son's eyes when he saw Harry Potter World, probably. But like, what's the coolest technical thing you remember seeing down there? Because Disney always does in Orlando. That um, amazing. I actually probably we went to Universal as well, and I definitely love the Universal parks as well. And several people here, they were all like, "You got to go see the Born Show at Universal," and it was one of the most mind blowing technical stunt shows I've seen in a long time. It's cool. Um, but then all the Harry Potter rides were crazy and you know, the rides you're supposed to wear the glasses on. I was taking my glasses off and looking like I needed to ride them all twice, but it's just, it's crazy. The technology that exists these days to just blow people's minds. Um, I wonder what it's like for people that aren't technical minded to just ride it and actually enjoy it. Yeah. Whereas we ride yeah. it, enjoy it, and it's like, how are they doing this? Can we turn the work lights on and go yeah. see how this is actually happening? To the point, uh, myself and my son Tanner, we Googled all the videos and watched as much as we could about how the shows work That's and awesome. the rides that. work. That's amazing. Yeah, sometimes I feel jealous. Like, I'm jealous of people who don't have what we, the eyes that we have, you know, because of our professional experience. So it's like, I'm, I just want to enjoy it, but you just sometimes can't. Like, yeah. you, we enjoy it in a different way. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, Rusty, we've talked about a lot about passion. So, you and I were at the Passion Conference this year. Um, so, you want to say anything about Passion Conference? I know probably people are – we love hearing about Passion Conference. Yeah. The scale is incredible. Incredible. You know? So, it was – yep, um, Passion 2022 in Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta again, just like in tw- 
back in the same place in 2020. Um, it was awesome. It was it was short this year. It was only a, like a day and a half conference, which is different than usual. So it was kind of like a whirlwind, um, even more so than it already is. Um, but it was super. It was super exciting um, to be part of it. And uh, I guess just a little behind the scenes. Since the whole point of this, right, is to like kind of nerd out and geek out, right? Yep. So um, I mean, it's a super short load in considering the size and scope of it. So so my role at Passion is really just to focus on cameras and how we capture it more or less um, from a live standpoint. There's a whole different film team that's capturing, you know, in, on their own different cameras. But um, so there's, there's other people, you know, way, probably, probably six or seven years ago, I was kind of doing more like content stuff and cameras and media servers and all that kind of stuff. Thankfully, now I'm able to kind of focus on just cameras. And so there's other people. Um, Noah and his team are doing amazing stuff with LED content and media servers. And um, so I was, I was just focusing on cameras. So this year we had, uh, I think we ended up with 16 cameras. Um, and it's an assortment of tripods, dollies, handheld, a steady cam, a four axis wire cam. Wire cam like, like the one, like the same one that was at the AAA Peach Bowl two days before. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. The same, same one that yeah. um, can't quite move as much because we put a bunch of stuff in the way, <laughs> but it's up there. Yeah. Um, side note: I was at the national championship game last week in Indianapolis, and they had two of them, like a high one and a low one, which is pretty crazy to watch. Mm. Um, yeah, so sixteen cameras at Passion, um, and we had. Brought in a TV truck from TNDV. It's a great, great guy. It's based out of Nashville. Um, and then, I don't know, there's a whole slew of graphics computers and ProPresenter and PVP. And I think we had, I think, like 11 disguised media servers. Um, so passion for anybody who doesn't know what it is. It was a, it's a big video experience because you have this giant, massive uh, stadium. Right. Arena. I don't know how there's ways to classify them, but massive stadium large attendance and so video has to be on a large scale in order for everybody from in the way back to have a good experience so massive led wall and you're taking content via like effects and cameras and graphics and all kinds of video playbacks to this led wall and like mixing it right there's yeah. this big canvas and so i know my experience because i've been in similar seat as you have in the past, but like explain to people how like the video experience that they're watching, how there was multiple switchers involved and like how did, if you were in that room, how do you end up seeing, like what was the process for them to see what they see? Gotcha, yeah. Like in, in a very short. Yeah, I'll do my best. So if you're in the room, there's several different experiences. So if you're in the room, you are watching, um, yeah, massive LED walls that we loaded in that, we, that the team built out. And so um, our 16 cameras are being fed to a switcher that's directed by someone in the, an iMac director who's in the room. And um, that cut is then sent to uh, the media servers and the media server then maps it where they want to map it to. So some songs may have you know just one camera shot, some songs may have multiple camera feeds, like a program cut and an, a camera ISO. And they're mixing that with the uh, content that's usually played back via timecode um, and it's all just all mixed and composited out all over the screen. So we had the screens that were kind of upstage that we built. We used the Halo screens that were already existing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and they can map what they want to any of those surfaces. Um, and then there's also a broadcast that we're broadcasting online and just for capture for all the uses in post. Um, so that's what I'm kind of monitoring in the TV truck. 
So I'm viewing the entire conference. I've viewed every conference since 2013 through small multi-view screens, right? All I, all, all I experience for Passion Conference is what the cameras give me. Right. Um, and so I'm then taking all those signals and trying to sell, tell the story the best I can for people watching online and watching later on down the road. Um, and then my cut will then go to a third switcher for the, we have a third switcher for the web experience. And it kind of changes year to year. That's in the past where Zach and his team have come and helped a, a ton um, when we have online experiences. This year we just kind of um, just had some different graphics and graphics packages for online. Uh, there were not, no online hosts or anything. So they pretty much just took the camera cut that I, that I was doing for the broadcast and sent that out to the web. So um, yeah, three switcher panels all using the same switcher frame that TNDV provided. Yep. So multiple Emmys, so... I think we used six. Yeah. yeah. Kind of getting fed all in these various different places. And so, like, at the end of the day, if you're, like, see it and you're, like, oh, cool, I want to do that at my church, just know, like, from an LED experience standpoint, between a switcher and the LED, particularly when you get outside of this and you get this high-resolution, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of... LED pixels. Mm -hmm. There's something in between that's really doing the compositing, and your switcher sending a video cut to it. Yeah, totally. So for the guys doing the the media server, they are content controlling everything, and like the cameras is just one of their options that they decide when to use and when not to use. So So, I, so what I hear you saying is that we probably should find somebody who is a disguise or some type of media. We should we should interview them. Definitely should. Uh, And then we dive deep into like like managing pixels and all that kind of stuff. So. That's fun. I'm glad we kind of dove in there. Yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to say? No, I mean, I was going to bring up, because I get a I get questions about that, but then Rusty did about, you know, multiple panels, one frame, multiple MEs. We get, I get a lot of questions about how we're doing it and, you know, breaking down, you know, how MEs work and it all lives there. Because I think people ask me a lot of times, well, that's a lot of, how big is your router? Because you got to feed multiple switchers and it's just, no, it's just one frame, multiple MEs, with multiple panels picking off which ME that they're going to control for that and whatever's going on. So I, th- yep. I think that was great. Just yep. kind of shed some light on how that works. Yeah. Yep. It's cool. So uh, I'm glad we went. We So that was just a little glimpse into diving deep. But I, I want to back up a little bit. Uh, there was maybe a year ago or at some point, there's been this thing happening on Instagram between the three of us, and it's grown more and more. There's uh, myself and Rusty are very passionate about um, how our bus map is laid out on our switcher. Now, if you're not a switcher person, listen to this, you're like, maybe it's hard to conceptualize. But at the end of the day, like you got a switcher panel and your hands are pressing buttons and we want certain buttons to be certain things. So for me and Rusty, the very first button, we want to be camera one. And other people believe the button one should be black as a source instead of camera one. So... How did this thing start? I can't remember. I really don't know. I feel like it was last year when we started recording the MXU videos and you guys were all here and we just started heckling each other back and forth about it. And I think I've just always had black on button one. And I was like, why is camera one? Where's your black button? And, 
Yeah, I don't know. It just well, kind of became a thing that wasn't you, a thing. You started heckling about it. Always. Yes. All right. Did you, you probably posted first about it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then it just, I mean, every time it happens now and my wife sees it, she just like rolls her eyes like, you're stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's You're not happened. wrong. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, for us, we're just, in my opinion, for me, let me back up. For me, I'm just a nobody from North Atlanta. And then I'm just like getting mentioned in all these stories about like, black on but uh you know button one or camera on button camera one on button one like i'm like okay it was kind of cool but now it's like there's a real debate about it yeah but uh but it's not a fight it's, it's not a not, fight yeah, i think not. ultimately it comes down to the preference of who's running it honestly yeah and like here for us at a church like we're building and setting it up for a volunteer to come in and run it so they don't know the difference and we've just always done button one i mean Honestly, if y'all were to come in and help us do a show and you're like, hey, can we redo the bus map? I'd be like, absolutely. You're in there. You're running it. Right. That's make the whole reason why it's, it's a bus map so that you can make yeah. the buttons make sense for you. Yeah. So we were trying to think about this a little bit. I, I think, uh, and, and I could be a little bit wrong, and I'm sure somebody listening will help educate us via the comments or something. But like the way I was told is that uh, way back when video switchers were coming of age, the technology was being developed. Like you didn't have this freedom of bus map. And coming so, of age, were they like, going through puberty? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not well with words, so like, <laughs> I appreciate you clarifying. Uh, yes, because right. Cause All right, switchers tools. were being created. Go right. ahead. Yeah, switchers were being created. Um, so input one was black, which then button one had to be associated with input one, and so it was very hard fast like you couldn't change it and so that happened and as switchers became more and more modern and more flexibility you could change up how you set up and the hard patch out. versus soft patch right it's like right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. so then you could change like how you wanted your button layout which would be different than maybe what how the inputs are coming into the switcher then we all know like muscle memory is really important and so like our hands just learn where black is or where camera one is and so then it became a, pre a high preference because people just always knew black was just on the Just a legacy. One. There's so many things in video world that Correct. are legacy. The whole reason that it's like 2997 is a legacy problem. Right. Right? Yes. Because we're digital now and not analog. Yeah. and So it's we're just, not tied to the power cycle like we used to be. Right. It's a whole nother. So black is just. It's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but it's, yeah, but it's just like a theme. Like it's just yeah. there because of how it started. And now we have bus maps that you can remap, you know, you can easily put whatever you want, wherever you want it. Right. Um, and so that's, that's been my whole thing. It's like, just map it that makes sense for you. Yeah. I grew up in where I was always directing and TDing for myself, and I wanted to be able to not have to look down at the keys, and so it just made sense for me to put button one, camera one. But well, and then tons of shows where I don't do that. And to add to that, like with the flexibility of switchers these days, I know that in the past we talk about us doing YouthX, but this past one was so complex that our switcher was actually full and we don't have the biggest panel that we could get. So Andy actually was, was changing bus maps between segments mm. based off what inputs. That way we had all the inputs that we needed there, but we would rebus map to get the, the inputs that we needed for that segment right there. So that just proves the flexibility Right. how things have come along these yep. days yep. yep. simply by just hitting a macro and changing the bus map. Right. Yep. So how do we kind of, uh, how do we like put to bed that, I guess there's no way to really put to bed the whole conversation other than it's, 
It's a preference. It really is. It really is. A, it was just a joke. <laughs> yeah, and there it's you turned go. into this massive de- debate, and it's just do yeah. what fits you. Yeah. I like yeah. you. You can keep tagging Zach on it. For the record, anymore. Zach is is holding his tongue because <laughs> he, he has much more colorful language that he would like to share. I can see. Yeah, you it's know. like so close. It's about to come out of his mouth, but nope. Okay, we'll just play nice. You're being very tame right now. Yes, very tame. I got a, this. Is a cool little bus map tip. I was at conference actually this last week or whatever two weeks ago. When you have like 15 or 16 cameras, it's just a lot of physical space. If you were to line those up right, and so Brendan Petty brilliant North Point engineer. He was TDing for us. And um, he he set up his bus map, so it was like, you know, camera one, two, three, four, five. I think I think that switcher had had a group of five buttons, basically, right? So it's five buttons and a gap yep. and five buttons. Um, but then it also has two rows of macros on that Grass Valley switcher. So he set it up that it was like, they were just stacked all on top of each other. So like one through five, six through 10, 11 through 15, like, right vertically in line with mm. each other so he could cut super fast without having to cover a lot of ground so so basically his hands moving vertically, vertically instead, instead of, of horizontally uh, yeah yeah and one thing that's cool that you say that on our larger panel in there it's actually this is gonna this is just literally gonna piss everybody off <laughs> <laughs> the first bank of five or six whatever the acuity is is actually black some cgs and then server channels and then we start with the cameras. That way, the, t- the TD that's sitting there is not doesn't have their arms spread way out trying to get to camera one way on their left side and the cut button down yeah, the yeah. other end of the panel. So we actually shifted things down. And that's just going to throw everybody yeah, So camera one is like now. button six. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is pretty normal. Most mo- yeah. switchers are being made with like this five-button yeah. split, five or six-button split. Yeah. So, yeah. It's cool. Um all right, so I wanted to know, like, if you think about this podcast and the, so the three of us, like, what's one topic that you're like, that's the thing that I want to know more about? Like, maybe we're kind of giving a little tease out to, like, where we're going, but, like, for you, for Zach, for Rusty, like, what do you want to learn about on this podcast as we kind of get this thing kicked off? For myself and probably a lot of other people, I think we should dive hard into frame rates. Okay. You know, 24, 29.97, 59.94, what's it all mean? What's PSF mean? How yep. can we run varicams and variable frame rate, but still play nice with a 1080i system? Let's talk 1080i, 1080p, because that's constantly a topic if you're watching the socials of like, oh, we should be, why are you not running it P? And I mean. Yeah, why, why are you not, Zach? Uh, it was just cutting the ends off the ham, I guess. You know, <laughs> still doing it. So nice frame rates, because we can dive deep into frame rates, because yeah. it's a, and the 24 versus, you know, 60 and all that kind of stuff is a hot topic For sure. in the video world. Like, there's people that are passionate on both sides of it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. So frame rates yeah. for you. Because I think that also is, you know, black or camera one on button one. I think frame rates also a, a preference. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. And I think a lot of people are, like, stuck and maybe that's a whole philosophical thing we talk about where we, we get sucked into like engineering preferences that we feel sometimes are like um, mandatory or like bigger than just a preference. Yeah. Or so, let, let me just go all the way there and say, well, passion and elevation are doing it. Right. So we should right. do it. Right. Right. And a lot of people still ask us, 
we haven't ran our cameras in variable frame rate in over a year. Mm. I'm not talking about like live album captures. I'm talking about the weekend broadcast. We have not flipped them into variable frame rate in well over a year. Yeah. But you guys are still associated with it for sure, I would say. Yeah. 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 So you brought what about you? If you're going to dive into something like what, what do you want to, what do you want to dive into? I mean, like, I think a dream would be to dive into, well, maybe a couple parts of this. I, I'm, I am more a director than I am a engineer and technical person. Um, so for me, like to talk with other directors or other people that are in, in churches for sure, but also people outside the church world, um, people that are out there doing incredible things that we, that we, that we consume on Netflix and Amazon and, um, you know, Super Bowl halftime shows, that kind of stuff, like that kind of level. I would love to kind of understand the process and just what can we, what can we learn from them? Um, and then we talked about sports, man. I would love to talk to a sports director who does golf or like football. That just hit me, Rusty, as you were saying that, to just talk to other people. And even me from like a technical side of it, just wanting to know. I was reading an article in the national championship game, because I know you're, y'all are both huge. Yep. Good dogs. Fans. Something about them dogs. <laughs> there were they had literally, I think it was eighty-seven cameras covering the gameplay alone, and then a total of like one hundred and fifteen for all the other sets. But like, how does a director? Yeah, I've stood in the in the truck with you at Passion and looked at your monitor wall with twenty to thirty cameras on it. How is a director looking at eighty plus cameras? You That's know, crazy. is it multiple directors? Are they break bussing things down and getting the best shot from this flavor or whatever of cameras? But it's just like, how are they actually doing that? So th- yeah, so many questions. That and then like, how how are they deciding how many imp- how many of those cameras can go to EVS for replay? Yeah, and then how are they right. so quickly deciding this is the ISO that I need to replay and get it? That's just crazy. Yeah. Well, I think it's good. I think having the two of you guys here and then having our guest come in. Uh, on our podcast it's gonna be such a good variety because like i think zach and i could probably go deep technically real fast and to realize like this is a live video podcast which live video is like it's technical and art yeah. especially for most churches it's one person doing both yeah sure yeah so technical and art which means like okay yes we got we got to talk about how to direct camera composition there's all those things on the table just as much as like the nuts and bolts of technical weeds because I can go sideways into technical weeds fast. Um, so that's good. I think for me, like, I, I like... I got one more. Oh, yeah, go. Um, I'm expecting you to spill some raw secrets on this podcast. Like, oh, what's the well, next thing coming up? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's true. Otherwise, what are we here Pull for? Pull them out. It's yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> Time will tell. All right. So, uh, yeah, maybe so. We'll see. It's early right now, so... I'm ready yeah. for him to tell me. That I've got a bigger router coming. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, time will tell. Yeah. So He's well, we might could talk about that at some point in the future. So side note, working for a manufacturer is not as easy as everybody thinks it is, especially in these conversations. Yes, I would love to solve all the problems. But at the end of the day, making products is freaking hard. And there's a lot of smart people that make that happen, either regardless of whatever manufacturer it sure, is. Absolutely. It's like that's what I've learned the most is like, I had like the best ideas of like, why doesn't this manufacturer do this thing? Well, it's like at the end of the day, there's like really smart people working their butt off to make like the ones and zeros work the right way. Yeah. But most people probably know that I spent 18 months working for Renewed Vision. That's right. So this could make people hate me or love me, but 
Pro 7 was my baby for 18 months. And so I got to see behind the scenes of how you make something like that. And that's a, that's a small scale, um, but just crazy amount of work that goes into something yep. like that. And so when people know about it crashing, it's like, I mean, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rusty. Pro 7 was a game changer, I think. You sell yourself short on it. All right, what do you want? To, what uh, I, I interrupted you. So, what do you want out of this podcast? Oh, I, similar to that, I, I would love to see like dive deep into uh, the technical weeds of like a big event um, because the, it's the outside church world that I don't know, and so that's what I want to see. Like, okay, even down, you talk about the eighty something cameras. Like, wow, okay, that's three G or is that four K or they caption in four K? You know, and then the broadcast is obviously. It wasn't 4K broadcast, I don't think. I think it was a 1080 broadcast. But there are some 4K broadcasts. And, yep. and then, like, how are we getting 4K to uh, – I have some opinions about 4K, but how, Same. how is 4K getting, you know, as it's being distributed? So, um, like, I want to dive into that. Chad um, in HDR as well. HDR, you know? Yes. Bring it. You guys remember when The Hobbit came out in 48 frames? No. You go see it in 48 frames? No. No. Well, I almost threw up. What was so? What did forty eight frames do? Like Peter Jackson believed that forty eight frames was the best frame rate for three D. Okay. It doubled a twenty four frame rate. So three D is you know stereoscopic images. Okay. So twenty four frames, twenty four frames is forty eight frames. Mm, the whole okay. thing was forty eight frames. It was awful. What did it, was it awful like? As a side note, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Now I'm really intrigued, but <laughs> we, we'll talk about that later. So yeah, that's what I want to dive into, and I also think. Sorry, one more thing I would love to talk about that's a little bit of pet peeve is uh, intercom. But I think intercom, even though it's an audio device, I don't know, if, Zach, if you think. Oh, that, I agree. I mean, I definitely, I, I wouldn't. It gets shouldered by the video team a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because it is, we well, we're the ones that use it. By, yeah, right. But I'll, I'll tell my audio guys, I'm like, it's an audio thing. Like, y'all do it. And they're like, no, no, no. It's a tool for the video team. Yeah, we don't want anything to do with it. I'm like, okay, got got it. So like, I'd love to. I think there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding of intercom, and so I have a good friend of mine who uh, will come on and we'll like really dive deep into intercom world um, and talk more about intercom because I yeah. think it's something we all have to just deal with. I think intercom something that people don't really realize how much they need it right until mm-hmm. they didn't have it and then they do or you're experiencing a real i've i've experienced a really crappy intercom system and just thought that's like what every intercom is but like there's a level of engineering and like thought put towards intercom that can make a really great experience particularly on a camera op side like how they hear a director the clarity and all that kind of stuff is actually much more important than we sometimes value so yeah pretty passionate about intercom that was, that's what you did at conference this year, right? It is. Yes, I worked on the intercom team, which was awesome. So it was a whole different perspective. How many people were on intercom at Passion 2022? So, oh, Ballpark. we we had seven, 60 belt packs, and we had 40 panels. So it's 100. Now, some belt packs and people, some people have belt packs and yeah, panels, but in general, people. we can say 100 people plus your camera ops were not part of that count. Okay. So then however many camera ops you had, um, so crazy. Yeah. So you think one, well, we had two matrix frames handling all the audio coming in and then like all those audio pass for intercom. So, yeah, I think intercom would be a good one because like you just said, matrix frames and right. there's a lot of people that probably are just like, well, like, what, what is, is he talking frame? about? <laughs> yeah, matrix is in audio, you know? Yeah. 
So that's a, that's a good, yeah, I think that'll be a good topic. Yeah. It's cool. I'm excited. We've been on this podcast for uh, a good little bit now. So any kind of final last words, like, yeah, I hope, I hope people want to listen. I think it's going to be fun. I say whether they listen or not, let's just keep chatting. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That is very true. I think I did. I texted you guys. I was like, hey, you know, at the end of the day, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to be ourselves. And we're like, hey, if if people want to listen, they'll listen. And I think when we dive into some topics and actually are ourselves, I think we're going to get some really good content. I'm ready for you. I'm ready to see the three of us, like, disagreeing on the button one thing. That's is stupid. Like, that's not a real thing. But I'm curious to see what we're going to battle about in, like, real world things that actually matter. Right. Yeah, I think that's going to pull some good conversation out. I do too, and I'm ready to get like Zach. I want to, I want to see like, yeah, loose lip Zach. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> is that okay? Is that the right term? Yeah, it's no, it's not going it. to be any worse than Jay. <laughs> okay, Jeremy, how often do you wear Ross socks? Uh, wearing them right now. I wear Ross socks a lot, um, just because uh, it's convenient to wear them and. Like, yeah, it just, they're actually very comfortable socks. They are. I'll agree with that. They are very comfortable. So, um, and they're a good color scheme. Yep. They're good. Georgia fans. Yes. Right. (laughs) And my son's football team is red and black. So it just all works. It like, yeah. yeah. So are you wearing shorts in those high socks? Like in the summer? Uh, no. Nope. Well, you're not all in because I wear them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All the time. Okay. I'm not a Crocs guy, so that's the thing. It's like I even I wear flip flops. With oh, okay. I'm a flip flops person. Do not do flip flops and socks. No. No. Heck no. No. Okay, we got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. No, I'm a Chacos guy. So back in the day, back real OG, I wore Chacos and wool socks. Mm. So some people will be old enough to remember when that was a thing. So, are you a Chacos? Oh, not Chacos. Um. Birkenstocks? No, Crocs. Are you a Crocs? No, I'm not a Crocs guy. I have Chacos. But you're a Crocs. Zach, you're a Crocs. But I also have Chacos. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. I have four pairs of Chacos, so I'm a little... I only have one, but I do have two pairs of Crocs. Okay. There's a lot to be said, by the way. Like, like, like play Crocs and dressy Crocs? No. Uh, beer-drinking Crocs and normal Crocs. <laughs> there you go. American flag, you know. But uh, they have a, a, a fleece-lined pair. That's that's next on my list. Okay. Give me a pair of fleece lined Crocs. I'm trying to decide if I should well, like. Will they get wet? Well, you just wear them in the house in the winter. Okay. Slippers. slippers. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to decide. Should I buy a pair of Crocs just to experience them? Absolutely. Or what? Should I just hold out like for the rest of my life? No, you got to buy some. Okay. We'll we'll debate that, I guess, in later time. So. We'll just have to do an episode where, where we are all wearing Crocs. I don't know. I don't know if you can get it's rusty. It's not a visual medium. That's you know? right. <laughs> Thankfully, not so cool. Well, I'm excited about it. I'm excited for us to jump in and, and dive in. So, the goal is we're going to do monthly podcasts, and so every month there'll be a new one released. And so, looking forward to seeing the conversation. And feel free to comment, hit us up, check us out on Instagram, hit up the MXU guys, and uh, just yeah, we're all thankful for this opportunity to yeah, for sure to be able to share. So, that's it for us. Peace. Till next time. If you've seen or heard anything from MXU, you've probably gathered that we care deeply about helping you create healthy teams. We know that you have a lot on your shoulders, but you don't have to bear it all alone. 
MXU can come alongside you to help you recruit volunteers and bring them on board in a healthy way. With our platforms, you gain back valuable ministry time as we take over the bulk of training from entry level to advanced concepts in audio, video, and lighting. Keeping your team healthy should be a priority at any church, and a healthier team means a healthier you. Start building a healthy team at getmxu.com.